Welcome to the Democracy Group, a network of podcasts about democracy, civic engagement, and civil discourse. In this feed, you will find a sampling of episodes from our podcast and the Democracy Group, as well as recordings from our events. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please visit democracygroup.org to find more like this. Now let's get to our featured episode. Democracy is in the news a lot these days. It usually sounds something like this. What once seemed like the end of history, the triumph of democracy, now feels like something else. It's because democracy itself has become a source of anxiety that there is so much fear that it's almost palpable in the atmosphere that somehow democracy is not performing up to specs. Speaking today near Valley Forge, Pennsylvania, a pivotal site in America's Revolutionary War, President Biden framed the stakes of the 2024 election. Whether democracy is still America's sacred cause is the most urgent question of our time. And it's what the 2024 election is all about. But those headlines leave out the people and organizations who work tirelessly day in and day out to create a healthier democracy. It's time to change the narrative. Welcome to Democracy's Good News, a new series from the Democracy Group Podcast Network. Our first episode features interviews with two civics teachers who are teaching the values of civil discourse and civic engagement to their students. Both received the 2023 American Civic Education Teacher Award from the Center for Civic Education. We're excited to share this episode with you as part of Civic Learning Week, which you can learn more about in the show notes. First, let's meet Kimberly Huffman, who teaches civics, government, social studies, and economics at Wayne County Joint Vocational School in Smithville, Ohio. Kimberly told me about how growing up in a poor family forever changed her feelings about the government and its role in people's lives. My father left my mother with five children. She was deaf. We grew up on federal assistance. And so I have a, a, a very strong connection to being grateful to a government that offers that assistance. In high school, I went on a mission trip to Mexico and we saw people literally living in hutches, cardboard houses. And I was living, you know, in welfare in the United States and thought I was poor. And then when you see poverty like that, it really has a distinct difference. And knowing that you have a government that has that safety net for families, to me, that meant something. That is huge. She turned her passion for helping others into a plan to study social work in college. But as she learned more about history and education, her plans changed again. And as I started taking my classes and to become a social studies teacher, you have to take a wide a gamut of classes and the courses in political science and history were the ones that I just became drawn to and I couldn't get enough of. I started taking more Supreme Court classes and state and local government and just became so embedded, invested in the process. And that's where my love grew. And I just have always felt like what I'm doing in education is also paying back the government for the years that they took care of me. Today, Kimberly carries that sense of gratitude and gratefulness into her classroom. Because she teaches at a vocational school, her outlook on the role civics education plays in our democracy is a little different than a typical high school teacher. And so we, we spent the first part of our year talking about civil dialogue, listening to learn, listening to understand, respecting other people's opinion. You don't need to demonize 
the opponent. You can be okay to disagree. And I often share with them, we don't want to be in a country where everybody is in agreement. That's China or Russia. They're, you're not allowed to have disagreement. We need to appreciate the freedom that we have to disagree, embrace that. And that makes us better. Kimberly also knows that the foundation she sets for her students now will be with them long after they leave her classroom. I want to provide my students empowerment. I want them to be aware of their own political efficacy. That is always been the driving force for me. I, I never want them to feel a victim in their situation or not able to get out of the current situation they're in. I, I hope I serve as a role model for that. From Ohio, let's travel to Florida and meet Allison Sheridan, a social studies teacher at Heritage Middle School in Deltona. Unlike Kimberly, Allison knew she wanted to be a teacher from an early age and found her way into social studies education in college. One of the reasons I wanted to teach social studies is when I was an undergrad, I did read a study that said that Americans knew more about the Simpsons than they did about their own government. And I'm like, well, wait, I'm going to change that. Allison draws inspiration from her own social studies teachers and replicates some of the same activities in her classroom today. I keep bringing up my eighth grade U.S. history teacher, but she would often dress in costume and she would do fun interactive activities. And I remember my 11th grade government teacher, he would make up songs um, and bring in his guitar and sing. Allison is also mindful of the fact that parents might not have the skills or information they need to talk about politics with their kids. She sees part of her job as educating them, too. I was having a conversation with some colleagues the other day, and we were talking about how there was like a whole generation of that, that didn't talk about, you know, don't talk about religion or politics. And now we have, you know, adults that can't talk to each other because they don't have those skills. So I think kind of building those skills, even though, you know, I only see 150 students a year, I'm hoping that other civics teachers are doing the th same things, you know, teaching them to, you know, discuss things civilly. And just because somebody doesn't agree with you uh, doesn't mean that they're wrong. It doesn't mean that, you know, you're wrong. Um, but just being able to have a conversation and especially with the new technology coming out, being able to decipher facts from fiction and so just knowing that, I guess that's my, that's my impact. I mean, it sounds crazy, but, you know, like, I feel like that was my, my purpose in life is to teach future citizens. Both Kimberly and Allison show us that teachers are committed to the principles of democracy and educating future citizens. And they're just two of the thousands of teachers across the country who do the same day in and day out. To learn more about the movement to strengthen civics education in the U.S., visit icivics.org and check out some of the events happening as part of Civic Learning Week. We'll be back next month with more stories about the people who are doing the hard work of democracy. For Democracy's Good News, I'm Jenna Spinelli. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to this episode from the Democracy Group. If you want more podcasts like this, then visit democracygroup.org. There you will find our events, topics, and a newsletter as well. So head on over to democracygroup.org.